Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine. And I want to say thank you so much, everyone, for taking a, a look at this video. Your time is valuable. But guess what? We have a special guest today, Dr. Alex Thermos. He is located in the Laguna Hills area at, I believe, lifesourcewellnesscare.com. Correct. And um, I'm, I'm just extremely excited, everyone. You know, we are focused here with Edge on Regenerative Medicine to bring you the best of the best of doctors in the world that are focused on helping people. As you and I know, uh, we have two different types of doctors, everyone. We have one type of doctor that you go in for an ailment, walk out with a little white bag and a bunch of pills. That's one, one type of doctor. And then the other type of doctor you have where they go and they look for the source, the problem, where the problem is so that they can help heal that. So you don't have to walk out with a little paper bag with a bunch of pills. So everyone, thanks so much again. Caring is sharing. Remember one video can change one person's life. So today we're gonna to be talking about something unbelievable. We're gonna be talking about PRP. What is PRP? And the title is, does PRP really help healing of the body? And uh, those of you that do not know what PRP um, is, we'll have uh, Dr. Alex uh, explain to us a little bit about platelet-rich plasma injections, uh, what it does, and uh, what it doesn't do. It's all you. <laughs> great, great. I'll yeah, give you a big intro. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, platelet-rich plasma is, what we're doing is we're taking the patient's own plasma and we're concentrating it down. So we take five to 10 cc's of blood and uh, place it in a special tube and then put it in a centrifuge and spun down over a few minutes time and it's separated into the yellow plasma above and the red cells down beneath and there's this little white layer that sits right on the top of the red and that's where all the white blood cells sit and right above that is where the platelets are concentrated. So we used to think of platelets is their main function just was for coagulation of the blood and creating clots and things like that right. so that you, when you get cut, you don't bleed to death along the way. And what's been found is that inside those platelets, there is a lot of other things. And so they've discovered a lot of growth factors inside of the, inside of the platelet. And those growth factors are there to assist an in injury in healing. So God's natural process is you get injured, you bleed into the area, and those platelets are there there to encourage things to heal. Well, we uh, obviate that whole process because we're pushing uh, ibuprofen and Tylenol and such at everybody, and we disrupt the whole thing. And so we disrupt what God has set for us in order to heal because of the chemicals we put in our body. It makes you feel better, but it also makes the injury a, a worse injury. Um, anyway, the, the growth factors are like platelet-derived growth factor, transformational growth factor, beta, insulin-derived growth factor, vascular endothelial growth factor, fibroblast growth factor, epidermal growth factor, interleukin-12, monocyte chemotactic protein, LX44, multiple cytokines and chemokines, and, right. and Rontes. All those little chemicals God put in those little packets in order to help heal the body and what they do is when those are placed in a certain area and after this blood is spun down and we separate out and pull out the platelet-rich plasma we take and we inject that into the area well how does that work what happens is is that there are little pericytes we didn't know the function of pericytes 
uh, for many years they just observed that they were there and the histology text talked about them. What they are is those are little uh, um, stem cell pockets that God placed in there and they're all up and down all the blood vessels along the way. So if you tear open a blood vessel, you've got uh, stem cells sitting right there to help start your repair process and you get all the growth factors that are right there. Well, a lot of people have, uh, like I mentioned, um, destroyed that process because they took a bunch of ibuprofen, uh, ibuprofen in order to help things to heal and then things don't heal properly and then you get a chronic injury. Uh, chronic injury that doesn't heal along the way. And so there's instability. And with the instability, there's more injury. And then there's more ibuprofen. There's a lot of prescription pad type stuff that destroys a lot of healing. Right. And if you uh, stop that whole thing, take the patient's own growth factors. So we're not taking something you can get contaminated from someone else. Take the patient's own growth factors and inject those right into the area where the injury is. You can start that whole process of healing. So what all we're trying to do. How does that, but see, okay, I see where you're coming from, but so what I'm hearing you saying, I, you know, I, I'm kind of taking what you're saying and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to come out third grade. <laughs> so what I hear you're saying is you're just basically using our own blood to put back in us to heal wherever that spot is, wherever the pain is, to reheal it because there are stem cells that are within that blood that will try to reheal it? Is that what you're saying? Well, there are some there's some that circulate around, but there are stem cells locally wrapped around each one of the blood vessels there. Okay. So, so they're attached to the blood vessel walls on the outside. So if there is an injury where you tear that blood vessel open, the stem cells are, are there in place. There. It's, all we're doing is we're unpacking God's tool toolbox and putting it right in the area so as to give direction to the local stem cells in order to get some some healing take place because PRP is a mini stem cell type procedure because all the healing that takes place is indeed from the stem cells being activated by the growth factors. In okay. a worse injury, we'll take stem cells and we'll plant those in the area if we get like a, a lot of cartilage destruction. Right. But if we just get a ligament strain that's chronic and there's not a lot of degeneration, you can stimulate the body just to make its own repair as far as the tissue goes and make that joint a heck of a lot more stable. You know, I, I okay, that makes sense. I heard that, um, I know for, for a fact, Tiger Woods um, has done PRP, you know, from, you know, getting a lot, having a lot of injuries and uh, he brags about it and, uh, you know, utilizing that, which helped him get back on the course of winning again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know? And what should be noted too there is he's had multiple back surgeries, which failed over and over and over again. <laughs> and he has had lots of problems. Wow. See, that's, that's, that's huge right there. Um, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but does, doesn't PRP also help from what I've heard in, in, in doing, looking at studies, but it also helps with like signs of aging, wrinkles and, and stuff like that. Right. So there's a, a you can take that whole process and extrapolate that out and apply it in different ways. For example, this vampire facelift that everybody hears about. Right. That they pull blood out of someone and then they inject it into the face. What happens is, is that there's all kinds of little parasites around all the blood vessels there in the face. And when they inject the platelets into the area, those parasites then start creating more, uh, stimulate uh, some of the cells to create more collagen. Collagen is what all these ladies are having injected in their face. There's nothing like getting your body to produce more collagen just on its own. And that's where they get the, the skin tightening type things that take place. So it's 
it's a different application of the same process. If we're trying to make the skin look younger, to try and heal it up, to get it to go back in time, that's what you're doing with the, the PRP there versus a joint as far as a ligament goes. It even goes as far as um, there's a, 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 some processes out there for, let's say, men who have Peyronie's disease. Uh, a lot of people don't know what Peyronie's disease is, and that's where the, the, the penis takes a, a bend, and that bend can be honestly painful. It makes the erection not work correctly, and there's scar tissue and such in there. And right. so doing PRP can help correct Peyronie's disease. Oh, wow. So, so there's, there's a lot of different applications of the same thing with PRP. PRP is very powerful because God made it powerful. He created all these growth factors, and your body wants to heal. It's just oftentimes we disrupt the healing process and don't let it take place with the over-the-counter things that we take, the things that we do, et cetera, or the things that are prescribed. So it's hmm. kind of going back to just letting, letting the innate forces inside the body do all the work that they're supposed to do. You know, the only thing that sticks in my mind though is, doesn't it defeat the purpose? So I'm 43 years old, defeat the purpose to take blood out of my body and put it back inside me. And I'm just thinking outside the box um, to put it back inside myself. Wouldn't it make more sense to take it out of a, a three-year-old or a five-year-old because their blood which has stem cells in there are a lot stronger and, and, and uh, it would probably heal a lot faster. Does that make sense? Or does that, or I, I'm just wondering, cause I'm looking at my age 43 compared to a five-year-old. I'd rather have a five-year-old's blood inside me. Now. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the problem with that is the matching. In other words, you would create a, a um, an allergic type response. If you took okay. a kid's, uh, platelets because they've got all these little proteins on the surface which identify them as belonging to that child. Oh, the immune see. system would then attack that and there would be a, 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 a tremendous allergic type reaction for, for lack of better uh, description at, at, at the point. So you're absolutely right because you're being 43, all your stem cells that are around the blood vessels, they're all 43 years old. <laughs> and, and so younger that's where if the injury is severe enough, that's where uh, you delineate, well, we really need something that's gonna be super powerful to help regenerate this. That's when you go to stem cell to do that. And that's where we get the, the uh, um, uh, umbilical cord stem cells that we use in somebody for that very reason, because they're younger stem cells and, and they they're, uh, have a, a greater capacity to stimulate some healing along the way. When I do uh, stem cell therapy with someone, um, I always give them the option we could do uh, stem cell therapy donated being the umbilical cord type stuff or using their own bone marrow along the way. I've gotten to the point over the years where I just decide now that, gee, if you're 65 years of age, those stem cells are 65 years of age. We're better to use the young ones yep. than the old ones along the way. And so that's kind of my dividing line, but I give the patients a, a choice along the way. But what we're doing, at least with 43-year-old stem cells, those are still pretty viable stem cells. And that's, and if we, the more we can get the body to do what it's supposed to do just on its own, by itself, with the least amount of inter intervention on our part, the better the healing is going to take place. We cannot heal that thing in all the parameters that we need, we need it to take place by directing them. We have to let the body process take over in itself. So, so can't. 
PRP work just as well as a stem cell shot? Well, uh, yes, if the injury is not severe enough. So it's more severity. And that's where I make my divisions on, on things when I try to steer somebody towards trying PRP versus using stem cell. The more severe the injury, the more major healing it needs to take place. Think of it like renovating, renovating uh, real estate. If all you're going to do is redo a bathroom in the house, okay, well, that takes less materials and less time to do that. If you are renovating an entire um, hotel, well, that takes major effort and a lot more firepower right. along the way. And so I would uh, renovate the hotel with stem cells versus I'd renovate the bathroom with PRP, if that makes sense. On the no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes okay. I, Depending on the injury also, how right. he depends. I mean, if you're bone on bone, I don't think PRP would work. It's, it might give somebody some relief, but the healing that's going to take place is going to be much less. Now, what symptoms does PRP not do? So we don't get them confused, you know, like what, we know what basically it does, but what, what, what does PRP not do? Meaning, you know, what does it not help? We know it's not bone on bone. Are there other, other things that it, it does not help? Yeah. Um, so for example, uh, um, stem cell, uh, like PRP in, in a situation using that for somebody who's had like a stroke. <laughs> I mean, you've got plenty of platelets floating around in the, in the body anyway. Right. We don't need to concentrate the platelets and then stick them back in and dilute them. And then they're going to go uh, get diluted out. They're not going to get to where they need to go in any right. sizable concentration along the way. And so it's not going to heal major neurologic injuries. It can heal localized type injury. And that's that's a that's a great uh, treatment for something like that. It's going to help with arthritis as far as joints goes from the wear and tear type of arthritis. It does not treat things like autoimmune types of arthritis, like psoriatic arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis along the way. You can get some localized changes take place with PRP, but uh, psoriatic arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis are systemic diseases. So that needs a systemic treatment not a localized treatment, even though the localized joint may not be doing very well, it's a systemic disease. And so it's application. So PRP, uh, I guess you could say, is uh, is always a local application for what you're trying to do if it's, if it's going to work. Okay. Stem cell can be a local application and it can be a systemic ap application, okay. and depending upon how, how you want to use it and what, uh, what you're trying to achieve along the way. Okay, so... Would you say that you, you have more uh, cases with PRP or with stem cell in your clinic? Because we know I know that you do both. Uh, I, I'd say we do more PRP than stem cell along the way, just because the, the word is, is not out about what stem cell can do. And there are people that don't understand what stem cell can do. And so that's where the public is still getting educated right now. But it's not uncommon for somebody to come to me with a lot of joint injuries or things like that. For example, like I've got a, a fellow I just saw, um, just saw the other day, he's a pastor at a Calvary Chapel. Um, believe it or not, was hit by a truck uh, walking through a, a, a walk in, in Tustin here um, a week ago, and he got clipped. I think we're going to wind up needing some PRP to use for him because he's taken very good care of himself and, and he doesn't have a lot of degeneration. It's more of an acute injury. We'll right. see what results on its own and we'll use it for that. Um, uh, 
very oftentimes the people who need the stem cell type situation are involved where they've got a caregiver taking care of them. Somebody like uh, that's had a stroke or has got Parkinson's disease and their spouse takes care of them or an autistic, you know, like the autistic little boy that I worked with here just a, a week uh, a week ago. So um, it, it all depends on the disease process and things like that. And And what I see my job is when somebody comes in is to, well, what's, What's the best treatment for me? Well, there are people that come in to see me and, and say, well, gee, I want to do stem cell. And I tell them, I don't think you need to do stem cell. Let's do PRP. This is less expensive. You're going to get, you're going to get more bang for your buck doing this if we can encourage the body to do it on its own. Oh, I see. It, it, it's, and so I, I have people come to me and even ask me for stem cell. And sometimes I tell them, you know what? I think we can do this without going to a more expensive procedure. It all depends on their diagnosis. Patient selection is everything as far as to figure out who's the best candidate for what treatment right. along the way. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your office. Like what are some of the, what are some of the things that you offer? So one of the things I, uh, I use in conjunction with the PRP uh, is uh, I like to, if, if I can, get the patient set up to do some hyperbaric beforehand because what that does is that helps reestablish a new blood uh, blood vessel network around the area, and so I'll get them to do some PRP or some hyperbaric like the week before we do the stem cell, and then after uh, before we do the PRP, and then we'll do the PRP treatment, and then a week after they do the uh, uh, PRP, I'll have them back in for some more right. um, hyperbaric along the way, and that uh, encourages replication. It's cold. Where it's, it freezes. Is that where it freezes? Uh, no, hyper, hyperbaric is the hyperbaric chamber, the oxygen chamber. Where you put somebody in, it raises the pressure and then saturates the uh, the body with more oxygen. Is that what Michael Jackson used? Yeah, <laughs> hyperbaric. Anyways, <laughs> technically yes, but it was an improper use of what he was yeah, doing. Right. He just had enough money to do whatever he wanted. No, no pun intended. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So we do uh, we do that. I uh, I have a, a fellow in my office. Sometimes if we've got multiple joints along the way, and the person has a systemic illness, we want uh, the PRP to stimulate what's going on locally there and not have an impact somewhere else distally. And so we'll, um, I bring the fellow in and we use a cold laser. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is, is frequency specific cold laser. He'll, he'll activate the platelets with the cold laser and then he'll use the same frequency uh, on the area where we're, uh, where we're treating. And what that does is stimulates uh, um, the cell adhesion proteins along the way. And right. so, I've seen a greater outcome by using the cold laser with the PRP than just PRP by itself. And so oftentimes we use that. A lot of things we got to do too is, is balancing, you know, if, if somebody is uh, like my age, you know, 55 or over, oftentimes guys who are the weekend warriors get hurt and they don't even understand that they've got a low testosterone too. Well, testosterone is the body's major anabolic hormone to stimulate the body to to heal things along the way. And if you are low in testosterone, you don't have the drive, the healing drive to take place. And so what I may say to them is, okay, let's find out where your testosterone is at. If it's low, we start that up, give it a month before we do the PRP so we've got the stuff on board so that right. we've got the uh, testosterone to help direct and get the healing process take place. Some people are nutritionally depleted. And if, you're, if you've got low protein levels, I direct them what to do as far as their diet goes so that they can right. 
take in the, the uh, uh, substrates in order to make the tissue that they need to make. I mean, you can't go on a cross-country trip without putting gasoline in your car. Same kind of thing for this. You've got to be taking in the protein and the cofactors, vitamin C being one of them, in order to help right. get these proteins to set up, set up healing. So, so it's a wide variety of approach, and nobody's the same. I mean, this person may need some testosterone along the way. This person may need just extra protein. This person may need both. This right. person may need more intense hyperbaric because this injury is more chronic and there's a lot of atrophy and they may have other systemic disease like atherosclerotic disease because they were diabetic. So we right. got to do more in order to get healing take place before we do the, the PRP. So it's, it's an individualized treatment. There's not a cookie cutter. Everybody gets the same thing along the way. It all, it all depends on what the patient presents with. You know, definitely. I know that, um, you know, not just Tiger Woods, but a lot of celebrities are utilizing like PRP and um, stem cells and stuff like that. And what's weird is that it's funny how it's spreading as in from celebrities and stuff like that. But it's, it's sad when you have the government that wants to keep everything quiet, you know, and, um, you know, I can say this since I'm not a doctor, but, you know, the government is so good at focusing on doing that because it's taking money from them prescribing pills and it's 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 sad but at the good time at, at the other flip point of that i'm excited because we live we're, we're going more into the age of knowledge so it's coming to the point where their coins about to flip real soon yeah. because everyone's under age of knowledge people are getting smart we're realizing that everything on google is not true and we're, we're also doing research and it's, it's sad because you can say a bad thing and it'll fly around the internet faster than you can say hip hop. But if you say something good, it takes time to travel. But the good thing about that is that it'll eventually get around to everybody. That's why I like people like Tiger Woods. I, I love uh, Mike Tyson promoting stem cells. You know, uh, people don't realize that Tyson, his last match was I think in 1997 and he's coming back. And I was looking at some of his training videos and I was like, I've never, this guy was, he was moving like he moved in 86. Mm. And they asked him, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're a beast. And he goes, I started taking these stem cell injections. He goes, I feel like a kid. Yeah. I mean, and he's coming back and now he just booked two big fights coming up. I, I wasn't aware of that. Wow, that's great. Yes, two big fights. One of them's going to be, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyson Fury. Okay. They just made that deal yesterday. Wow. And now they have a uh, Holyfield. Oh, really? Uh, Sugar race thinking about getting back in. They're all, all these old timers. See, here's the thing. People don't realize that just because you get older, doesn't mean the fire is not there. That's right. I'm an ex tennis pro. The fire is there. It will always be there till I go out. We don't look at age, but when you have something like stem cell and PRP that can help regenerate that body to get back to where it was, you can go out there. I mean, you know this. I mean, you're you still play hockey, man, and you're right. playing young bucks. Yeah, well, that's that's what drove me uh, because many years ago, uh, I was told when I was in my 30s that I needed my left knee replaced along the way, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do that. And that's what I said to the surgeon. I can't do that. And he says, you're right. So we've got nothing else for you. So you better take care of it. When it gets bad enough, I'll fix it for you. Well, that's right. what started me on my whole regenerative. Uh, evaluation and journey and I started 
I was my first patient. And so I started doing something called prolotherapy in the past. Uh -huh. and, and that's where I, uh, that was the first regenerative therapy that was out there. And that's using a sugar solution mm -hmm. basically to inject and create a, a counter-inflammatory type response to stimulate the body's healing process, i.e. generate the, the pericytes in order to start releasing some of the stem cells and get right. some bleeding to take place in there so we get more platelets along the way. Mm -hmm. So I started doing all that. Well, right, this last summer last year, I turned 60, okay? So back in 1995 was when, uh, 95, 96, that's when they told me I needed my knee replaced. I still have yet to have my knee replaced. I'm 60 years old and I'm still playing hockey. There are guys that have never had the amount of surgery that I've had done to my left knee that quit many years ago. I'm still playing. Did you get a stem cell injection or? I've done stem cells, I've done PRP, I've done ozone, I've, I've progressed over the years. And yeah, I did, I did stem cells with my knee because I had, an in, had another injury, had a guy crash into me in the crease and my knee torqued. And so, um, yeah, I did stem cells with my knee here two months ago and my knee is like brand new. So I, I, I'm smart, you know, in that I wear a brace just because I cannot protect myself from people crashing into me. And right. so I can't prevent that sort of injury. So we're a brace to protect myself. But, but otherwise I pretty much live a normal life just like everyone else. And I'm not taking ibuprofen every day. That's for darn sure. Well, and that's, and that's another subject, ibuprofen. Uh, it's, it's, I not going to go deep into it, but if we, if we actually understood the statistics of over-counter pills, that actually are not good for us and they're actually killing us. I think, you know, we would uh, be more concerned about that than what's going on with the COVID. Not saying that the COVID is unimportant because it's hurt a lot of people, you know, and my heart goes out to people that have gone through that. I've had family members that bought it. And, um, but at the same time, if we look at the statistics and the numbers, how many, even ibuprofen and over the counter pills are killing people. You know, a lot of people don't know ibuprofen actually eats the lining destroys the lining in your stomach. Yeah. You know, you, you, I don't even recommend taking it unless if I really, really, <laughs> this should be like a last resort. Ibuprofen is like McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately in our society, everything is, I need immediate relief and I need yeah. it now. And the heck with the long-term consequences, I'll deal with those later. And that's where the, the problems arise. When I was in the air force, because I practiced some alternative medicine in the Air Force uh, many years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy that I had taken care of that was a, a weather officer, and he had bad arthritis. And so he was just eating ibuprofen like crazy. Well, unfortunately, with the ibuprofen, he also got a stomach bleed. He wasn't aware that he had a stomach bleed and, and bled out, which brought him into the hospital. Because it brought him into the hospital because he bled so much that he got anemic was not able to deliver oxygen to his heart, had a heart attack as a result of that. Oh. That whole thing, because of his arthritis and taking the amount of ibuprofen that he did, destroyed his life. He wound up having to be discharged from the Air Force just because of the heart attack that he had had because he had the GI bleed. Luckily, at least he lived through a situation because he could have died from that whole thing, but that was all caused by just ibuprofen. That's scary. Yeah. It, wow. Unbelievable. So, wow. So before we get off, I wanted to, to tell you, what, what is something that you would like to tell everybody that is maybe thinking about getting in PRP and um, that, that are maybe on the edge? Because I know there's some people out there that are listening to the show right now and they're 
they've been told to get PRP, but they're maybe not doing it. What would what would you tell that type of uh, person that's struggling to maybe kind of go into getting that done? What would you recommend or how would you talk to them? Well, number one, I'd tell them that the procedure is relatively painless. I mean, you are getting poked by a needle when the platelets get injected into another area. But other than that, there's not a lot of pain involved in, in doing something. So not to let that scare someone away. You're not going to have any type of allergic reaction to your materials just because your materials are all used. So you're not going to have a, an issue there. So the major complication would be uh, just if you've got an infection at the, at the site of injection. Well, if you use plenty of alcohol or iodine in order to clean it off, that's not going to happen. I've never seen that happen to this point in time, but technically that is a, a risk factor. So those right. are the big risks along the way. The benefits way out, outweigh the risks. The worst possible situation is it doesn't work. That's the worst possible situation because PRP just in itself is antimicrobial. <laughs> so uh, you're basically taking and concentrating some things right in the area and any bugs that try to set up housekeeping, you wind up cleaning those, cleaning right. those out along the way anyway. It also provides a pain relief just because the way God put things together, people get relief from that right off the bat long before the healing is completed. And that's where I caution someone is you've got to let healing take place. But the relief that you get without having to take a bunch of pills and be able to start doing normal things again will get you back. It'll get you back faster into doing what you need to do. I mean, it's great for wound care type things, wounds that don't heal. I've done PRP right. injecting into the edges of the wounds, growth factors to help close up, make sure there's no infection or anything like that. Even good for fractures, okay? Fractures that aren't wow. healing along the way. Uh, I'll take some platelet uh, PRP and, and squirt it around the area approximately of the fracture, and then I'll use the hyperbaric chamber to really stimulate some healing, uh -huh. and, and that can be really helpful. Uh, rotator cuff injuries, shoulder injuries, things like that respond really well. As long as there's not a complete tear, if you completely tear the ends so that the ligaments aren't attached or the right. muscle is not attached, doing PRP is not going to reattach those ends together. But if you've got a fragment left that mm -hmm. things are still holding together, that's what we want to grab a hold of. And you can right. put PRP around that and then make a complete healing process take place. Mm -hmm. um, Tennis elbow, golfer's elbow is is something that responds really well. You know, a lot of the golfers do this so they can get right back and be playing. Otherwise, somebody gets golfer's elbow, they're off for six months to a year oftentimes, or they get steroids. And when somebody sticks steroids in there, that makes the ligament weaker. Right. So things get more brittle. So they're just setting themselves up for a worse injury later, later on. Knee, knee sprains that are slow to heal, old, Old injuries, old sports injuries respond real well. Uh, Achilles and patellar tendonitis responds really well. Um, people get back to normal activities. That's the whole idea is this gets people back to their normal activities more quickly and just gets the healing process going in the right, right direction. There's so many great applications of this. Um, and it all just depends on anywhere where there's circulation that's compromised, where healing is slow right. and delayed. Right there's an application of PRP. Well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, my wife and I, you know, like I said, I used to be a tennis pro taught for many years and, you know, was on, I also did circuit training and stuff like that. And I told my wife just yesterday, no joke. I said, I think I'm going to go pull the trigger on that real nice tennis ball machine. I want to get back into, into playing. I miss it. And uh, I go, and I would love to teach you. And she was like, 
well, you know, doesn't that hurt your knees? I go, Tori, you know how many doctors we know? I go, just get a stem cell shot. I go, we have such cutting edge, I mean, or PRP, like if something happens, I'm just saying like, it's, it's unbelievable with the, with the technology that we have and people aren't using, you know? So I, me, I'm like, hey, if I, have, if I have a problem, I'll just get a stem cell shot. I'm not worried about it. I know enough doctors. But <laughs> sure, sure. here's something I'll give you a tip that could be helpful in getting started before this. So before you launch into a big, big exercise activity like that, any chronic injuries, the joints don't get lubricated as well. And that's why, you know, it, that old knee injury is the one that yeah. flares up first when you first get started back in things. And so uh, our, our bodies make synovial fluid in these synovial joints, which is a lubricant like WD-40 as far mm -hmm. as the joint goes. With chronic injury, your production of hyaluronic acid the, the, uh, in the joint is, is lower. And so right. there's less lubrication in the joint. So I started years ago... Um, doing the uh, hyaluronic acid injections in the knees. And I found, okay, that really helped people. But I, it lasted for periods of time, and then they wound up having to come back for that. So then there was a, a, some products came out where people could buy hyaluronic acid right. uh, from the, the stores. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to incorporate that in with these people here when, they, when I give them their shot of the hyaluronic acid. And lo and behold, they had a longer progression. People that I would expect would be back in six months or waiting a year. People were wow. expect were waiting after three months that they'd be in six to nine months were, were maybe a year's time out or at least three months out along the way. So taking hyaluronic acid before getting involved in activity, get your own joint lubrication up and going so that things glide smoothly as far as the surfaces go, and you're less likely to feel any injury or have any injury as a result of that because you'll decrease the friction. Well, so would, would I have to, would I, should I start taking that now? Would yeah, I? I would. I, uh, generally, the dose that I start patients at is 300 milligrams a day for, for 30 days. And that's just to prime the pump just so that you've got enough. And, and so hyaluronic acid usually comes in 50 milligram capsules. So that's six of those. And then after 30 days, um, you've got maximal effect, what that's going to do. Wow. And then you can cut the dose down to uh, uh, 150 milligrams. So mm -hmm. that's just three capsules along the way. Okay. And you can stay at three capsules. What I see oftentimes is people say, oh, I don't, I'm not sure that this is, has helped me as much as it has, and so they go off of it, and then they call me up. Do you think I could get back started on that again? Not okay. <laughs> start once, they, once they feel better, they forget how bad they felt, and they do, and it's such a gradual process, like watching the grass grow. They can't see things dissipate in the fog to clear, and so then they're right back in it again. So they start back up, and and it helps. So for chronic injury type things, because you're an older an older athlete, just doing things to lubricate the joint. You know, just that's wow. what we do to cars. Do that in advance before you get started and do a lot of stretching. Get those tendons nice and flexible. Very smart. I like that. So now if somebody wanted to purchase that from you, you have an online store, do they have to be over there or do you, how does that no, work? I, just because it's, it's so inexpensive and such like that. And I don't want to become a, a vitamin shopper or anything like that for people. They can go to their local uh, local uh, health food store oftentimes to find hyaluronic acid. Amazon sells hyaluronic acid, and that's what I direct people to. Wow, that's so amazing. These are little things like, you know, I never, I never even knew about that. I didn't know it was like a lubricant. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's, it's great. I tell you, I take it all the time. So, yeah, I've done a lot of 
PRP and, and I've done stem cell and such with my knee, but I take my hyaluronic acid all the time too, because that keeps the joint nice and lubricated. That's awesome. So sports people, you know that if you're getting back into sports, you're going to want to take hyaluronic acid, it's called? High, hyaluronic acid, uh, yes. Say that three times in a row, hot dog. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what, doctor, thank you so much for being here on the show today. Um, guys, sharing is caring. Share this. Remember, Dr. Alex Thermos is in Laguna Hills, the beautiful area in California. Take a look at lifesourcewellness.com. If you need any PRP, you need or thinking about getting stem cells, you need help with neuropathy, um, you know, um, you, you do so much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can go on and on. But, uh, you know, everyone don't hesitate to, uh, you know, give Dr. Alex a phone call. Also, his phone number is on the screen. Also, his website. And um, again, thank you so much, Dr. Alex, for uh, talking about PRP and sharing that with us. I know for a fact we can go on and on and on because I have so many more questions. That's why I love doing these shows because it's about learning and also helping people. And so um, I just want to say thank you for serving as a doctor and for caring for people. And um, I, I feel like, you know, we're always giving honor to uh, military, which I give the high, one of the highest honor, but I also wanted to give you an honor and say thank you as a doctor. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you to the people that have put their faith in me to, to help them along the way. And thank you to God for giving me the, uh, the ability and, and, and the knowledge and the time to put in uh, to my career. Awesome. You're awesome. And God is awesome. And bless you all. Please call this doctor. I'm sure I'll be able to help. God bless you all. And God bless you, Doug.